Welcome to the WP Builds Podcast, bringing you the latest news from the WordPress community. Now, welcome your hosts, David Wormsley and Nathan Wrigley. Hello there and welcome to the WP Builds Podcast once more. This is episode number 240, entitled P is for Plugins. It was published on Thursday, the 29th of July, 2021. My name's Nathan Wrigley, and in a few moments, I'll be joined by my good friend, David Wormsley, so that we can have our chat about plugins. But before then, a few bits of housekeeping. If you like what WP Builds produces each and every week, then head over to your podcast player of choice and give us a review. Five stars is always welcome. If you want to keep in touch with what we do, our website, wpbuilds.com, has everything that we produce over there. And the best place to go probably is wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe. Join our newsletter. Join our YouTube channel. We're on Twitter at at wpbuilds. And so that's the place to keep in touch of everything that we produce. We're trying something new out as well. We've installed a Mastodon install, which is a a bit of a Twitter clone, social network, free open source software. And I'd welcome anybody wanting to join that. There's about 35, 40 people over there at the moment and more is always welcome. It's wpbuilds.social. And yes, that is a link, wpbuilds.social to join that. Another thing that you could do is head over to our deals page. If you're thinking of buying something this week, wpbuilds.com forward slash deals is a searchable, filterable list of WordPress deals and spread the word about that. Let people know you might be able to get 10, 20, 30, 40 and more percentage off. And those deals stay around 365 days of the year. We've not really had to remove too many of them so far. And also wpbuilds.com forward slash advertise if you would like to have your product or service on the WP Builds podcast. A bit like A-B split test. Do you want to set up your A-B split test in record time? The new A-B split test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and test anything with anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. You can check it out and get a free demo. That's at absplittest.com. Okay, to the main event, episode number 240, P is for plugins. Today, David Wormsley and I talk about, well, the thing, I think, which has made WordPress as popular as it is. Without plugins, it would be a bit of a lean interface. We wouldn't be able to do very much, but we do have this fabulous structure of adding functionality into WordPress with plugins. And so we talk about what we use, what we like about plugins. Are they going to be replaced by blocks? Is there anything that we don't? like about plugins? Is there too much choice? Are there too many adverts in the admin area? And so on. I hope that you enjoy it. Hello, it's another A to Z of WordPress, the series where we attempt to cover all the major aspects of building and maintaining sites with WordPress. Today, it's P for plugins. So much to say on this one. This literally could go on for days, David. I think we should warn everybody that, you know, they really need to Get some supplies in, settle down by the fire, because we're going to be here for a long time. No, let's hope not. 
Yeah, well, we've got a little bit of structure because we're going to talk a little bit about what plugins are and how they're different from themes. And then we'll move on to talking about some of the downsides of plugins, mistakes that we've made, things to watch out for. And then we'll move on to more positive stuff with our personal favorite plugins and what we think are the essentials needed. And, oh, you've got a few things that you want to add in as well, I think. Yes. Uh, well, I think on the whole, we broadly agree about most yeah. of this. But um, yeah, there's a few there's a few variances where we probably have a slightly different opinion. But um, yeah, I guess the first thing to say is where would WordPress be without plugins? I think it really is the backbone of why it's become so successful because it can do anything should a developer turn their hand to it by creating a yeah. plugin to solve a job. Yeah, it's what made it addictive to me and still does, I think. <laughs> we obsess, don't we, in all our Facebook groups that we're in. That's just all we talk about, really, is new plugins. Yeah, and it is it is an amazing ecosystem that's built up. You know, we've got this completely free CMS, which is the bedrock of everything. And then on top of that, it can do everything. And the conversations that you get into, the wide and varied possibilities of what those plugins allow is truly incredible. You know, if you just rewind the clock 10 years, it would have been inconceivable that a bit of online software available to all could have done the things that it now can do. And I think it's also a great, it's great for WordPress that we had this paid for premium tier so that plugin developers could actually earn a living doing this. And so yeah. in many cases, as the audience has grown, it's become quite a profitable thing if you have a very successful plugin. Yeah. You said something earlier about the fact that do you think, you know, if we were doing this a couple of years down the line, do you think we'd be talking about plugins or would it just be all blocks that we'd be talking about, which are effectively plugins? That's right. That it's just system. a different idea, isn't it? You know, I wonder if in a few years time, everything will be a WordPress block. And although, yeah. as you say, it basically, it's a semantic thing, really. It's doing the same job. I wonder if we'll mm -hmm. talk about plugins more than we talk about blocks because it feels like WordPress is moving towards a situation where the ability to acquire new blocks is going to be really frictionless. It's going to be right where you're editing your your stuff, so inside the block editor. And if you suddenly realize that you need a, a way of demonstrating your testimonial in a different way and you want to lay it out in a different way, you may go and search for a, a testimonials block, say. It's a bit of a yeah. bit of a worry that in the sense that we might get plug-in well sorry block bloat but only time will <laughs> yeah. tell we'll have to see if people rein themselves in but anyway we can have uh, we can have the bloat debate in a minute about plugins as well well uh, yeah exactly and I, but i think also that the old arguments resurfacing again i think with gutenberg about what a theme is supposed to do and what plugin is supposed to do and how they're separate because i think the early concept was the theme gives you the kind of the look it does the basic styling of your site and the plugins add the functionality and that's kind of how used to define it and then that kind of got blown away i guess with the mega themes particularly theme forest really kind of blurred those lines building the functionality into the themes and, and page builders are then just mostly their plugins but they're really doing the styling they're taking over the styling that were done by themes so do you think there is any real clear difference between a, a theme and a plugin do you think well, there's something where we yeah. can go that's what it's supposed to do. I really think there ought to be in order to make it really obvious. For me, a theme is the, the way it looks 
it really ought to handle the way it looks and anything else outside of that. So functionality mm -hmm. for me is the domain of a plugin. So a, a really nice example of that would be something like Generate Press, where the mm. plugin itself, sorry, the theme itself does handle the job of you know, what colors there are and, and where things are positioned and uh, what fonts you're using and so on and so forth. And then all the additional things are handled by their sort of premium plugin. So you can add things in on top. I mean, it's not entirely as straightforward as that, but that feels like how it should be. But of course, yeah, because it's a difference in semantics only and a plugin and a theme can do basically the same stuff. I do remember when mm. I came to WordPress, I was really confused that themes could do a whole load of the heavy lifting for what I imagined mm. a plugin was supposed to be for. So there is that confusion. Yeah. And I wish it was obvious like that. And I wish that it was a plugin handles the functionality and a theme handles the presentation of it. But um, not, not everybody obeys that because it can be avoided. A good example is this new Bricks page builder, which is yeah. a theme. Um, yeah. And all of the functionality of how you do everything is locked away inside of a theme, which to some extent for compatibility, it, that's a good idea because at least there's, there's no conflict with a theme. You've just got the, the bricks theme and it just works. And if there's a problem, the developer can figure that out. Whereas if it's a plugin, then the developer of the plugin, let's say Beaver Builder or Elementor, they also have to you know, cope with support tickets which are saying, well, it's not working in my theme, and they've got to figure out why that might be. So there's swings and roundabouts. I can see it from both sides. Yeah, I, I mean, I came in really as the premium market was just starting to open. The first premium themes came out, but there wasn't really that for plugins as such. There were still little add-on functionality that right. you added. So picking your theme was the first thing you did, and it was the primary thing the uh, and uh, you know the, a little bit of extra functionality to that theme was needed and there wasn't really a plug-in market that was commercialized at that point so it kind of makes sense now I think it's really tricky because there's nothing new about bricks I guess being a theme Divi was that and right. it's been successful and large for a long time and there's still a whole bunch of the theme forest themes which are basically a theme but they've got their own page builder within it as well but um yeah, it's, it's it's interesting because now, you know, where Beaver Builder users and Elementor's the same, it's a plugin that really most people think of the thing that makes things look pretty. That's <laughs> right. That's yeah. the primary job. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. It's it's a modelled uh, it's a modelled ecosystem. But anyway, we're supposed to be talking about plugins, so now we're straight into themes. <laughs> T is yeah. for themes, surely. We'll come to that later in the alphabet. Yeah, but there is the argument, do you need, because, you know, the death of themes has been talked about because of plugins dominance. And when you get things like Oxygen on the on the page builder side, you know, that does away with the theme, it disables it. You know, you just think, yeah, that's a, that's a potential route, isn't it? So, well, especially, yeah. especially if you go out and you're doing some research and you're brand new to WordPress and you literally are told that the theme will handle the way it looks and the plugin will will handle what it yeah. can do. And then you discover that you've downloaded a theme which can do both. It does the way it looks and what it can do. And that, that can be really confusing because, you know, the settings might be in a, a weird place and not what, quite what you're expecting. And it, it's, it, it works. It all hangs together. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> yeah. You just have to yeah, choose your, um, pick your bed and lie in it kind of thing. 
Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, people just adapt to whatever they. I mean, my experience, I thought, is probably the traditional route where I picked my theme for the look. But maybe even the people back in two thousand and seven, when I started, probably had a different route. Yeah, and different expectations. So, yeah, yeah. So, what, should we talk a bit about the problems with plugins, apart from not knowing what they are and what they should do? <laughs> yeah, there's more. There's more. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, so maybe we'll do a bit of myth busting or attempt to, because there's sort of truth to this mistakes I made when I first started with WordPress and you told me you did the same and it's the same for my clients. If they're given the opportunity, you get WordPress, there's all these plugins. Wow. I can install them, but you're not really generally thinking about what you're installing there, the size of them, how that's going to impact on your site, what kind of assets they're loading onto each of your pages, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So, but how <laughs> would you, if, unless you were uh, somebody that really was concerned with this kind of stuff, how, how would you even know? You just have the assumption that, well, all it's doing is adding in that thing. So you might yeah. download a plugin to do one very specific thing and have the assumption that that's all it's going to do. And of course, there might be impacts on different parts of the website where it really has no business being. You mentioned earlier the loading of, mm. I don't know, font awesome icons or something mm. like that, where that you might install a plugin. It has no business loading font or some icons over on a page where it's not used, but it just does. And so yeah. there's an impact. But how on earth would you know? You would just assume that everything yeah. was taken care of and the person that is selling the plugin or giving it away on the repo has thought about all this. But of course, they don't have to. Yeah, and you would think something like Font Awesome would be something that a theme should be taking care of. But of course, let's say you get a review plugin and it wants to put the number of stars or something for your reviews. Or it probably used Font Awesome for its icons of its stars. <laughs> Suddenly it's double loaded onto your page. It's, it happens so often. Yep. Yeah, so that that's a big problem. And, and it highlights the fact that you are installing things from third parties and you, you've, you've, you've got to take the time. Certainly you and I probably would, and I would imagine most people listening to this podcast would, but your clients won't. And if you give them the ability to download plugins and install them on their WordPress websites, I think, I think the expectation has to be that that's what they'll do. They'll go out yeah. and find for themselves something that achieves what it is that they need to achieve. And there'll be no concept that that that's having an impact. You know, a good example is I went to the opticians the other day and essentially I'm totally in their hands. I have the faintest idea what they're doing with my eyes, you know. And if I was left in that and said, sort your own eyes out, I, I would just try, <laughs> but I wouldn't have a clue what I was doing. And I'd just sort of model through. And we're the experts here. I yeah. guess we've just got to educate our clients and hope that they don't go trigger happy. Of course, you can just lock them out from all of that stuff and make it easier for yourself. <laughs> yeah, there are a few. I guess there are a few things. My annoyances sometimes with plugins is that they don't all clean up after themselves. So you install them, they stick stuff in the database, you uninstall them, and that's it. I think it's got better. In I think there's more education around that, and most of them, when you delete the plugin, it will delete its contents. But that's Perhaps, I mean, in most cases, if a client goes and installs lots of different plugins because they want to test them out, it's not too much of an issue to remove them again. But if they stick stuff in the, the database, that, yeah. You know what? Really... I, I, I totally agree. And I don't understand why that doesn't happen. Because 
when you see the word delete, so you deactivate and then you delete, yeah. I really yeah. expect it to delete everything. And as you say, some plugins will ask, do you want to delete everything? Other plugins might give you the choice. Of course, it's, it is quite sensible leaving the stuff around in the database for yeah. certain reasons because you might be, I don't know, you might just be upgrading or you might change your mind a few weeks later and realize you want to go back and oh the relief that i don't have to set all of that up again because everything is exactly how i was expecting it to be but i do think it's peculiar but then again if you're if you're on a mac and you delete applications it still leaves a fingerprint of stuff on your hard disk applications leave all of these files all yeah. over the place and yeah. and it's it's peculiar I, I wish it was different and i wish there was a way that we could enforce that you know you make the choice when you delete it, yeah. do you want to purge everything? Yes or no? Because that would, yeah. well, be good for the environment as much as anything else. It's using up less hard disk space and so on. Yeah, save the planet, really. I mean, you know, when we put <laughs> too much stuff on our servers, you know, they have to be cooled. It uses up our resources in the world. So I'm big, big fan of keeping things as lightweight as possible. Yeah, actually, you've just come up with the solution. That is literally it, where you offer the choice. Because I'm thinking it can't be imposed from above because uh, page builders are likely to leave their stuff in there. And thank God they do, because, you know, if you accidentally deleted your plugin and lost all of your work, you know, you'd be really upset, wouldn't you? So, Well, you that, that must be the reason, right, is that there's just, from the developer's point of view, there's really no downside from their point of view. Because mm -hmm. they they'll have to deal with less support if somebody deletes something accidentally. Just it's okay. Yeah. Just reinstall the plugin; it'll be fine. Don't worry about yeah. it. Whereas if you give them the opportunity to delete everything, I'm imagining that the support request would go up. Well, I deleted it. I, I didn't mean to. I didn't know that's what it meant, and so on. So I can see why. But having a clear expectation and setting it out, I don't know, in some kind of I was going to say modal pop-up, but just a button at the point where you click delete. It's just a confirmation. Do you want to delete just the files or the data attached to this plugin and having a choice to do both? I mean, how hard would that be? Yeah, I love that. That's a brilliant idea. I, the only other side of that is, does that make a lot of work for plugin authors? One thing, <laughs> this leads on to another topic really about finding plugins, but something about all those earlier free plugins that people used to do and they weren't commercialized. They didn't have big backers behind them. There's still some fabulous plugins out there that just do one thing for you, it, which is kind of how I came into WordPress. It was kind of like that. And, um, these days, it's quite a lot of work for them to have to keep submitting, particularly with every change with WordPress, so they don't disappear from the search. So, you know, you're flagged up now if it hasn't been tested with the last three major releases yep. of WordPress. And we think we were experimenting earlier, wasn't we, with what came up in search, because we couldn't understand the, the search algorithm for the repository. Yeah. Uh, and how, yeah, uh, we still don't know. No, no, we haven't the faintest idea. But I would imagine it wouldn't be that hard for developers. No. After all, they are creating their own tables. They must have a, a handle on what yeah. tables they've made. And so just at the end saying, actually, get rid of all the tables that we've created because we know what they are, wouldn't be that yeah. difficult. I, I guess it's just the, it's the nuclear option, isn't it? You, you don't have a way back. And, well, yeah. you do if you've got a backup. But if you're... If you do do something accidentally and you're a bit trigger happy, there could be a lot of pain in, in down that route. But it, it doesn't make sense that you have a, a website which only gets bigger 
every time you install yeah. a plugin. You know, the minute you've yeah. activated that plugin forevermore, there's the tables in for that plugin inside your database. That doesn't make sense. Yeah. Yeah, indeed. And I mean, one of the things that you said about the problem with plugins now is that there is such a choice, isn't there? For if you want an SEO plugin, you, you literally, you've got, I don't know, maybe 10 that you can choose from. Yeah. I mean, that that is a really big deal. I mean, I was looking for something on uh, on the web the other day to buy a real physical product. And I was really struck by how many choices I had and how difficult that decision was for me. Luckily, both you and I are, in WordPress at least, we, we, you know, we've spoken about things, we've talked to other WordPress people, we've probably mm. made some fairly informed decisions about the crucial plugins that we want to use and we want to deploy. So for, for yeah. us, our little laundry list of pre-installed plugins, if you like, the ones that we're always going to use, we're, yeah. we're happy with those. But you go into the repository and you type in something like SEO and you are, you're presented yeah. with absolutely dozens. It's great. It's really good. There's nothing wrong with competition, but it is also quite confusing because there's, now yeah. that the marketplace is so big for WordPress, 42% and rising, there's yeah. there's room for competition. And all these different rival companies can make a living from having similar functionality. So forms plugins, SEO plugins, mm. caching plugins, backup plugins, they do the same thing broadly. And you're left mm. with this choice of which one do I go for? And that can be that can be a bit dazzling. And it probably must confuse people who come to WordPress for the first time and have got to f figure all this maelstrom of things out. Yeah, you, you said that, and I do the same, that often if I'm trying to search for the plugin that I know I'm looking for, I might use Google search rather than use the repository search to find it. Oh, yeah. Because it's more successful. Sh should, we, should we go into that a bit more? Because we just sort of briefly mentioned it a second ago. That, mm. that is the topic of how the repository deliver op results and we are totally confused we haven't the faintest idea i mean there's different options inside the wordpress admin if you go to your you know your add plugins section and you're looking on the repository you're not uploading anything you've got search and we we mm -hmm. don't know how that search is created what we what both of us do know is we got the same search results when we typed in the same keywords so if we typed yeah. in seo both of us got yeah. the identical set of results so that's good it's not like my previous searches have been stored anywhere or anything like that and it's trying to trying to uh, to offer me something a bit like google but equally i've no idea why the order is like that now in the in the popular one you go to the popular tab that's more obvious because you know it's just the number of installations maybe there's a there's an amalgamation with the reviews and things like that featured yeah. well who knows how you get into there but the search results <laughs> one, I don't know. I, I'm just curious as to whether, can is there a way, like, can you have a back channel to do better in these search results? Can you game these search results? Well, we, we know yeah. that people try because yeah. there's all sorts of fake reviews and fake accounts set up over on the .org side. So if you were starting out yeah. as a developer, getting into these search results would be really important. But I don't know yeah. how confident I am. And I usually go to Google. Go to Google, copy and paste the name of the plugin, go back, type it, you know, paste it in and download it in that way, which is ridiculous, right? I'm using Google to find WordPress plugins. Yeah. 
I mean, I, I clearly there must be some people who are very savvy these days. I've noticed the you know the titles of plugins are getting longer and longer as they're trying to cram in more keywords and the descriptions get longer as well as they put in. One of the difficulties of searching for things in search recently, I was trying to find a very simple plugin to do mail login. So uh, I wanted to use. Uh, a form which didn't have its own way of being able to keep a log of the emails that had been sent out. So I wanted it and I knew it would be a simple thing. And I searched for the, the kind of keywords I got. Most of the time I got another plugin, which would be related to something else. So SMTP plugins, uh, where perhaps in one case, the, uh, the mail login was a premium add-on to it. So it wasn't serving my my needs, really. And I think there must be something about how well people understand the keyword loading in the descriptions yeah. that does pay some part, as well as their popularity. Obviously, the, the solution I stumbled upon was one of the big players. So, you know, they've got a, a dominance there anyway. They, their plugins used a lot and yeah. rated highly. I yeah. think um, I think it it really hadn't occurred to me until you mentioned it prior to recording this that these names for some of these plugins have got ludicrously long <laughs> because what you what you find is when you look most plugins mm. have got a two three four word name that's their name and then they typically follow that with a hyphen and then a description of what the plugin yeah. does. So it's a blah, blah, blah plugin, the best plugin to achieve this, that, and the other keyword stuff, RAM keyword in here, RAM keyword. <laughs> and that's not the name. Stop doing yeah. it. We just want the yeah. name. Give us the name and then put the description in. But obviously there's a benefit to that. And I actually think that the that, that ought to be disallowed. You ought to just have the name of the plugin. My sorry, I'm I'm mumbling, not mumbling. I'm I'm moaning now. My other moan is animated gifs. Can we stop that? Can we not have those <laughs> as the the little thumbnail yeah. for the plugin? Because that's just cheeky. Everything's static except for the one plugin on the plugin page, which is moving. It's got an image, and it, you, it's a little trick, isn't it? You are drawn to it because it's moving. Naughty. Yeah. Stop but, doing it. Well, actually. I'm quite surprised that there's so few of those. I expected it to just all of them be flashing at me at some point. But, yeah, people have been fairly reserved, I think. But, I bet uh, you there is a way that we could have found out what the criteria are for plugins <laughs> rising to the top. But neither of us did. <laughs> and it, and it's yeah. a bit of a confusion to us. But there's just that, you know, in a marketplace, like, for example, Google, Google you know, is constantly in court battling because of antitrust, because of the fact that their results may in some way impact certain sectors yeah. and certain businesses. And you've got to imagine if you've got a plugin and for reasons, you know, you've done everything right, but you're not rising to the top. If, if there's any hint of that, that would that would be an, a real cause for concern. Anyway, yeah, there we go. There's our there's our moan about the, uh, the repository yeah, out I the way. I think it doesn't it doesn't serve my needs. I think it does mean that a lot of the the simple plugins that are made to do one job for free by people who support them for many years, they often lose out and don't get found so easily where perhaps bigger players who want to use a small plugin to promote other plugins that they have commercially will do a lot better I I find, you know. So I think it, it, the, the search doesn't help, I guess, to feature 
well, maybe it does. I don't, I don't go to the feature tab very often, but uh, no, no, you I know, don't. to feature those small plugins. So I found recently that I look for a lot of those just small lightweight plugins that do something like that. And I think, yeah, they have a really hard job to be found now. I right. Think. Right, exactly. I, I would agree. And we, 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 we like the underdog. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're, we're British. Yeah. That's what we do. <laughs> uh, okay, so anything else we want to discuss about while we're moaning about plugins? <laughs> um, well, I mean, we've talked about the fact that there's so many, it's difficult. You've got this problem of choice. That's one thing. You've got the repository, which is another thing. No, I think I think that's probably all. I mean, on the whole, I think it's an incredible, incredible fact that we've got them. I can't think of anything else I want to moan about. I bet there is, and there's something that I'm missing out. But no, I think we're good. Yeah, good. Well, we'll start to talk about then the things we like about plugins. Then, we... let's see if we can agree what we think. Oh, and, oh, and... I've just thought of something. Can I go back? Oh, go. On. Um, yeah. And this isn't a moan. This is a conversation. Don't shoot the messenger. Okay. What about? <laughs> the whole acquisition space at the minute. Uh, what about the fact that thing. plugins are being bought by people that you didn't have any interest in previously? Yeah. So let's say that you've got a plugin which does some functionality and that's all you want. You just want that thing. And now you realize it's been bought by a company that you may have had a terrible experience with in the past. Now, mm -hmm. I raised this debate reasonably recently mm. in the Facebook group. And I would say it was 50-50. Lots of people concerned that plugins were being bought by larger companies who were wealthy enough to really buy everything, mm. including all rivals. And then there was the other mm. half who were totally sanguine about it and just thinks that this is a the maturing of any ecosystem. It ends up being sort of bought out by larger entities and you get bigger things growing up. I'm not 100% sure where I sit, but I definitely think it's worth debating and talking yeah. about. So that that's a that's a new thing, it feels like, over the last three or four years, this has started to happen. I do have concerns that that we'll end up with some... And it, often it's um, hosting companies who have the pockets that are deep enough mm. to buy these things, hosting companies that have just bought up all the good stuff. So, you know you might not be able to get it in the future you don't know what they're going to do with it so i'm really i'm just yeah. raising it as a concern I'm, uh, it hasn't affected me but I, I can see why some people might be concerned by it well there are yeah there are some interesting cases i mean there are some folks out there i won't mention their name who do seem to buy up the rivals to their plugins as well and they become the same plugin effectively i don't know yeah you're buying the competition really you're buying the competition yeah, you're... out yeah and it becomes exactly the same. So you get two versions and then people get what they're offered gets changed. I, I mean, that's when people get really upset, isn't it? When it when the plugin that you update suddenly isn't the same plugin and it's a whole different thing. Uh, do you know what? I think it even happens in the... Interestingly, there's a plugin that I use for a long time um, that the it's the same author and they do it for free. There's no commercial interest in it, but they just decided overnight to change the the guts of it how it was going to work and, and what it was going to support and there's just nothing to warn you about that happening so in my case it was anti-spam and spam just appeared and that's how i knew something could change and i looked at it they just completely ripped out the guts and rechanged it and that and there's no system is there with the plugins to let you know that there's a change of ownership or that what you're updating to 
could be entirely different to what you're expecting. Yeah, we, there was a there was a debate about this as to whether or not there ought to be a a sort of public open channel about acquisitions and mergers. And I can't remember how that debate went or where the people thought that information ought to surface. But I mm. think I think if you are going to sell your plugin and move on, you mm. you are. Let me just examine in my head whether what I'm about to say is true. Yeah, I think there is a bit of a duty of care for you to inform everybody. The problem is, is that unless they're on your email list, you don't have a way of actually telling them. Yes, you could put stuff in the change log. Yes, yes you could post stuff on your website months in advance if necessary. But unless they're on your email list, you don't really have a way to get in touch with them. You probably do. If they've got a license, in other words, if it's a commercial plugin, because you've probably got some way of, you know, you've had some interaction, they filled out a form, you know, with payment details and so on. So there probably is a way there. But if it's from the repository, there's no yeah. there's no way that you're going to be able to get in touch with them. So I think in principle, it's a really good idea. But in practice, I think it's virtually impossible. Yeah, I agree. And I think even if you had a system that meant they couldn't update until you had agreed to the update Ooh. in the back end of your system, that that may be a possible route. So, you know, you have to agree to the update. But then maybe a lot of us might get quite annoyed about that if there was some, you know, it would depend on those changes. Those of us who update in bulk using some other system, right? right. <laughs> they have yeah. to go into all of our our <laughs> sites and do this manually. It could be annoying as well. So uh, yeah, I can't see a solution. No, and so far I've not really been affected by any mergers or acquisitions. It's just an interesting debate, and it's something that I think in the future is going to be more and more popular. That developers will build solutions to things which they know are pain points with the intention yeah. of selling it. I'm imagining if you yeah. went back, oh, I don't know, let's make up a number, eight years, most plugins were created to solve a problem. And if if they were lucky, there might be a commercial bit of it. Whereas now I feel that because the ecosystem is so large, there's now a total route to building a plugin with the expectation that it will gain paid customers and you will be able to sell it on in three or four years' time. And I don't know mm. if that change mm. in philosophy is mm. good or healthy or bad, unhealthy. Not sure. Don't think the time has passed to figure that out. But it's definitely something to watch out for. It's a thing. It's a definitely thing. a thing, yeah. Yeah. Uh, there are some good examples. Interestingly, only the other day I realized that... Uh, a plugin that I've used for quite some years, a gravity form zero spam, tiny little thing, adds a script, yep. stops people being able to spam if they haven't got JavaScript, uh, if they've got it disabled on their browser, so it gets rid of spammers. It changed ownership. I think it was just one guy who was running it for all these years. Very simple plugin. It just changed over to Gravity Views, a add-on pack for Gravity Forms. But I would never know, and I'm not affected. They haven't changed anything about it. There's no commercial side to it. They're not advertising themselves for it. I just thought, oh, that's quite a nice change changeover didn't affect me i wouldn't need to know about that change of ownership because they're they're not pushing anything on me but why would they you know? is it just, just that i mean in that scenario obviously i'm no plugin developer i, I don't understand the motivations yeah. is it that somebody in that scenario 
it was obvious they they no longer were interested in maintaining that and you know changes in mm. web technology even things which do one simple thing it may yeah. be that in the period of a year it needs looking at a couple of times even if it does very little just in case yeah. you want to be secure from a security perspective if nothing else is it just that the gravity views people in this case Maybe they yeah. were making use of it. They found it really useful themselves and they didn't want it to sort of fester and become less popular because because of time. You know, time is a big indicator. Yeah. It hasn't been updated for three WordPress versions. Well, you're you're gonna get warnings for that. Yeah. Are they are they just yeah. being good custodians of something? Or do you feel that in the future there's there's the possibility to I don't know, put adverts in yeah. the admin area? Maybe they will. Uh, um, they haven't so far. I don't know how long it's changed over, but I thought it was a good example. And I guess, I mean, one thing we didn't really cover here is that there is a bit of a burden on small developers. Uh, you know, a friend of ours who created a, an add-on for Beaver Builder said to me that he, you know, he hadn't updated for a long time. And he just said it's really quite a complex for him process to do that, just as this sort of part-time job, this plugin that is created for everybody. So it falls behind. And I'm used to that, but you still see, uh, and this is going to put a lot of people off. I see it in um, a beginner's group that I run where a lot of people say, you know, I'd like to use this plugin, but it says it hasn't been updated. And you just say, yeah, it just does one simple thing. I think you can trust it. And that used to be the case in my Genesis days. A lot of the add-on plugins for that just didn't get updated. People didn't have the time, but it just did one thing and it only worked within the Genesis framework. And unless that radically changed, which it was notorious for not doing, yeah, the, the plugin was going to go for all time, really. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's interesting. Um, I don't know. Uh, anyway, it's happening. These things are yeah. getting bought, and we just have to keep an eye on it, see how it works. I mean, clearly, the new custodians, they're, they're gaining yeah. an audience. Hopefully, they're good custodians of it and doing the right thing. Have to wait and see. The, yeah. But the, the, the coagulation of many plugins under the umbrella of one company, that that could be an interesting one to keep keep an eye on because if if one company does come to really own a lot of the good stuff that's the point at yeah. which they can start to charge quite a lot of money in the knowledge yeah. that really that's the quickest route to building your website of course the counter argument would be well somebody'll fork it and create an alternative mm -hmm. well yeah that's mm -hmm. also possible and let's let's just see how it works yeah. Right. So we will carry on with our why we love the plugins. Yeah. We'll talk a bit about our choices. But can we do we agree that for I guess mostly our audience, people who make some kind of living out of doing general client work, do we agree there's a set of plugins that we need regardless of who makes those? So uh, a page builder of some form, including the add-ons for the block editor. Yep. Uh, cash cash in. Yep. Security, yep. backups, yep. SEO, yep. subscription and contact. Yeah, it's uh, some plugin. sort of forms plugin, yep. Yep, uh, anti-spam. I don't know about that one um, mm. in that I, I think sometimes the form plugins themselves try to deal with that, but I'll, I'll totally concede it. I do use try mm. to use anti-spam yeah. features inside of form plugins as well as uh, additional anti-spam things as well. Yeah, I agree with that. 
I only threw that in at the end because I've just been looking into <laughs> anti-spam plugins, I guess. Yeah. Um, but also, um, we probably need something to, for most of us anyway, uh, doing it for a living, would need to manipulate uh, dynamic content. So probably be able to create some custom fields and some custom post types yep. as well. Yep. Um, and a migrate or cloning tool of, of some kind. See, I think that one's also, uh, that's an edge yeah. case. I think that for people like you and me, that's a yes. But I think for most yeah. people using WordPress, that's a no, because they'll just set it up on the hosting environment and they'll run with that forever. Yeah. And they'll use yeah. the backups on their own hosting setup. So, yes, yeah. for me, totally yes, because I want Maybe enough not site a... backup in case something goes wrong. But I think for most WordPress, normal, in inverted commas, WordPress users, I think that's probably a no. Yeah, and actually migrating and cloning tools are becoming part of what hosts offer routinely now. So maybe it's not in the right. necessary plugins. Yep. A pop-up maker, you thought maybe that's not I, essential. I'm a total no on that. Yeah, I don't I don't think that's a requirement, although you you like it and you've got that in your MU yeah. plugin list. Well, I... Yeah, it it is on my kind of well. It's mostly for user interactive pop ups rather than the um, the ones that just annoy people. But image optimization. Oh yes, but again, I think I think most people wouldn't know that that was something. And also now WordPress does do. Since when was it? Was it five point six? Was it 5.6 or 5.7? It now does handle a little bit of this. You know, it will resize to a, to a maximum dimension. Um, but that's for output on the front end. I believe it keeps the original as well. But certainly for, yeah. for my part, I always put some image optimization on because I just see that as a complete quick win. Yeah. It might go out soon. I mean, if the WebP format's coming in with 5.8. is It's going to support it in WordPress. You just wonder whether creating that format will become a part of WordPress eventually. Do you know and what? This is for another conversation, but I, I'm just I'm just not even sure that, that the, the WebP thing is, is ready yet, is it? What are we on? Is it something like 70% browser compatibility there? So I'm not oh. jumping on the WebP thing yet, but I want oh, no, to. Oh, it's, no, it's... It's higher than that. Oh, it's good. Just that, oh, good. Yeah, it's in the 90s. Um, oh, but great. It's, um, yeah, but it's a Safari. And, um, you oh, know, that's huge. Mostly. Yeah, and that, and, uh, yeah. Uh, so. so Safari yeah, don't so support it. Well, in that case, f until they do, I'm, I look at this like once every six months. I'm not in any great rush because I, I optimize things. But, yeah, without a doubt, in the future, if WebP stuff comes along. but um, I think if you're on... Yeah. yeah, it's there. I think if you're on the latest Safari on the on a more recent Mac, then you it's fine. Um, There's another one as well, isn't there? Fish. There's another one. Is it called Avid? A V I D something like that. Oh, which is even no more compressed than WebP. That's oh. coming down the pipe, and I I, I think yeah. it's Avid. A V I D. I'm sure people will tell me that I've got that wrong, but it's it's <laughs> a for example in Short Pixel. The plugin yeah. which we both use uh, to optimize yeah. things—it's now an option, and it, it it says that it's got a greater reduction even than WebP. If you look in the settings, you'll notice it in there. Right, but then you know, I just see why WebP might take off because I'm sure there'll be some API that um, that can be embedded in something like WordPress from Google yes. or something that'll yeah. allow you to do it. Yeah. I imagine this in the future, but who knows? Yeah, but um, all of that, generally speaking, from a from a 
from the perspective of somebody that's working with WordPress, all of those things yeah. make perfect sense. And in fact, I'd I'd say that you really couldn't build a moderately complicated site without most of those things. Certainly, the page builder, certainly the manipulating the co uh, custom post types and the custom post type fields um, yeah. makes perfect sense. You know, the SEO stuff that's nice. The backup stuff, it's nice. The security stuff is nice. But just to get started, um, yeah, I think those yeah. are the ones that are really important. Do you want to go through um, which ones you use, the equivalents okay. for those? Yeah, Yeah. so at the minute, um, it's, it's funny because I sort of settle on these things but then review them. There are certain ones that I just can't be bothered to go back and review. Like once I've settled yeah. on an SEO one, there's no way I'm going back to look at that on a regular basis. But things yeah. like page builders and yeah. themes, for some reason, I'm really drawn to exploring those. They, they create more excitement for me than, than SEO does. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. here we go. Uh, disqualified is bricks, <laughs> but there's this new page builder, but it's a theme, so I'm not allowed to mention it, but I do like that. But also, my absolute go-to is Beaver Builder. So there we go, uh, yeah. Beaver Builder plugin and themer which, yeah. uh, if you've not used it, is just great. I use ACF, which has, as of the last yeah. few weeks, been bought by Delicious Brains. I also use Fluent Forms. I've got a Gravity Forms license, and I've also started to explore WS Form as well. My SEO one yeah. at the minute is SEO Press, and that's not likely to change because I feel it's doing a good job. Backup. As per your advice, I ended up with Updraft Plus. I had all sorts of different solutions, including my own sort of scripts to sort of make tarball backups, but I got fed up with all that. And so I'm using Updraft, the free version. Um, a variety yeah. of different security things. I use iTheme Security, which has just had a big update. Their onboarding is now significantly easier. Ice theme security, that is, but also WebArcs and Malcare. Got those installed on a lot. Uh, Generate yeah. Press, which I know it's a theme, but I, I'm saying it because there's a premium plugin. So I use that. Yeah. And again, per your advice, I use Black Hole for bad bots. That goes on every single site. And I've no idea if it's doing a lot, but I just feel nice and cozy and warm inside <laughs> that it's there. And also um, an SVG plugin, which usually gets stuck on the website and once the logos and the icons that we want are done it is ripped out again but it's just to strip out all the junk and i don't really understand what it's stripping out but it's stripping things out i hope yeah wow okay good uh, black black hole for bad bots i actually i've stopped using that oh don't say I'm, that now what sorry oh. about that but i think it's fam it's fabulous i love jeff star's plugins yes. he's one of those people who puts out a lot of stuff for free and they always they're always minimalistic they do one thing well and his take on how to do things is always good you know it's the kind of most unintrusive way of doing stuff so i really like his stuff what was so, his latest it, one his latest perishable press one it was it was to disable something that came out yeah, yeah he oh. does a lot of disabling yeah yeah it's disable this <laughs> disable that yeah but it's great he was disabling something which was controversial in core and I can't yeah. remember what. Oh, was it the? Uh, was it like the? Was it the? Oh, oh, I can't remember. Okay, stop now. I'll, <laughs> I'll look it up after the show. 
Yeah, I do know what you mean. He has done something. I don't know if it was notifications. Somebody's done something on notifications. Um, Might have recently, been him. I don't know. Yeah. So. Mm, anyway, okay, so mine are pretty similar. With no surprise there, I guess. Um, but uh, with Beaver Builder. What and you Team, use uh, Beaver Builder? Really? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Know, hard to believe, but it's true. <laughs> Um, ACF again, um, you know, but pods could be used. Um, for can that. I just pause oh, you there? Plus, can I just pause yeah. you at the ACF? Has the acquisition of ACF given you any pause for thought? No, it hasn't. Me actually. neither. Um, I'm glad you said that. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, I think it was really handed. I, I thought it was one of the nice transfers. I just thought. Elliot had really thought about who it needed to go to, someone very similar, very developer-focused, and and how it needs to, because it's moving very much with what Gutenberg does. It requires a lot more skills than he would have needed previously. And I just think it's beautifully done. Yeah, yeah. that. So, yes. Bravo, yeah, going to, Elliot. What I th- yeah, yeah, and they seem a good... I mean, I really don't know. I mean, I do use... The, the only plugin I use... Um, by delicious brains is the um search and replace better search and replace plugin that's okay. another freebie no no advertising in that another good bit of work so i like them anyway sorry um uh so updraft plus the same as you gravity forms is i've just stuck with that I, because my thing is really if something works well and it doesn't break along the time then i stick with it and that's pretty much what i've talked about so far everything's worked well that hasn't let me down so there that's safe. Re- i'm really curious about that can i just um, yeah. plumb the depths of that a bit if you discover something better and i don't know what that yeah. means but your existing one works well what, what's yeah. the criteria there do you just say actually i don't care about shiny new better and Mostly. i do mean better uh, if something literally objectively better came along and you could compare mm-hmm. like for like and say do you know what it's got a, it's got a cleaner code it's got a leaner output it does more it's better would you flip uh, or do you stick with gravity forms in this case? Let's just use that as an example because I, uh, it just works and I don't need to worry about it. Yeah, it's a good question. Well, you know, at the end of the day, I mean, we, we talk a lot about progress and we think it's there and everything's a game changer every <laughs> every six months. But it really isn't in terms of building the kind of sites that I build. So I'm very pragmatic in the sense that I would like to have the same set of tools for all the people that I support through the years because that makes it a lot easier for my business and they've got that continuity. So that always weighs me in the favor of being cautious. But if something really is just evidently better in the terms of for my business, Beaver Builder was better than using Gravity Forms because the clients demanded to be able to access their sites and change things easier so that had to force a change in me but otherwise i'd probably be still <laughs> on genesis that's me really yeah um, yeah yeah no that's yeah, fair enough so, but, good answer yeah no if the if the code is a lot cleaner then i do you know uh interestingly enough i was thinking i overuse gravity forms when it's not required it's too big for what i need it to do and i need to sort of stop sticking it in as my default and think whether I actually need it on this project. So, mm. uh, yeah, so there is a, an element of that. But anyway, sorry, my list. Um, SEO Press is the one that I'm feeling a lot more comfortable with. I say I really don't know how to judge whether a, an SEO plugin is doing the, the work for me or not. So um, I've gone safe before. On most of my sites, I've gone with Yoast because mm-hmm. it's the big player. 
and yep. SEO Press was the new guy, but it, I, I tend to have swapped to it because it's nice and clean and no advertising stuff. Custom post <clears throat> type UI is a, a plugin that you use a lot for making my custom post types, but yes. I can make a plugin. I don't know why I didn't I say that one as well. You're absolutely right. I use that all the time. Yeah, I do. Um, but, uh, you know, it's something you can make yourself with a, yeah. a plugin. I've, I've been able to do that. So if I can do that, anyone can do it for sure. Um, WP Rocket has become my default cache, but there are so many good ones out there. Cache enabler, I really like. Simple, Breeze, pretty good, all free. And WP Rocket wins only really because it's so easy to be to, to, with main WP to be able to change um, all the settings across all the sites. Yeah. That's really yeah. a key thing. Yeah. So, yeah, that's it. And then there's a whole bunch. Can I go into them? Oh, of, yeah, go uh, for it. Of non-essential, not less known ones, which I think are just fabulous because I want to call that the small. So I mentioned it once, Gravity Form Zero Spam. I've also just discovered another one called LH Zero Spam, which will, it's just such a, it's six kilobytes, this plugin. <laughs> it's got hardly any reviews. It's been around for a number of years. It has three reviews, and one of which is yours. Yes, <laughs> added today. And what it does, you install it, and what it will do is, because most of the people who are going to spam you have JavaScript turned off, this allows people who have that turned off not to be able to submit a form or contact um, the not to be able to actually get into your login either so it cuts out for security and your comment spam and anything like that it's just simple plug-in and just solves a big a, a big problem if you like mm -hmm. with spam where other plugins could be huge anyway just to call out for them pop-up maker another freebie that has a premium stuff which i really like for that um my great guru we we were talking mm. about this earlier like about this. this is well it's fabulous but it makes me think about the chances of really good plugins that are only needed to do one job and then you can uninstall them because that's one of those you you might you, you install it to migrate your plugin and and then when you're finished you've migrated you sorry you'll migrate your site you uninstall it and then you're done with it and then suddenly it's not active on sites is it it's not going to figure i guess yeah it's a difficult WordPress one so, search so well yeah if if one of the criteria is how many installs for the yeah. for the repository to push you up the search results and a plugin like an SVG plugin where it's quite likely that you're just going to use it and then get rid of it. Same for your migration plugin. After you've migrated, it doesn't really need to be there. You do wonder will it will it get the results that it deserves? Yeah, yeah, good point. Yeah, there's a lot that are like that, and uh, including the SVG one that I use as well. Uh, it I use it to enable me to get those SVGs into the library. But once the client goes in, then unlikely to use those. So I just uninstall it again. Yep, so yep, totally. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Sorry, I'm going on with my long list now. I'll no, try no, and cut good. it down a bit. Qu Query Monitor is another one when I'm building sites. Usage DD um, is a similar thing. It just measures um, uh, the kind of speed in the back end of your site and how many queries have been outputted, that kind of stuff. And it can help you with problem solving if you've got you know duplicate queries and stuff like that so that's a brilliant plugin uh, query monitor um again someone it's been in the wordpress i can't remember his name actually now but he's been in the wordpress community since forever <laughs> um yeah there's a advanced database cleaner that is a premium to get the best use out of it but still a very handy plugin for cleaning up stuff that's gone in your database yep. um yep 
And and Jeff Starr gets mentioned again for me. You won't like this so much. Uh, disable Gutenberg. I think the the best way to disable Gutenberg is Heresy. Jeff's plugin. I know. Sorry. Heresy. And uh, assistant assistant by Beaver Builder is now becoming my new tool and will probably become more useful over time. You know what? Your recent video about that was really great. So mm. great, in fact, that they put it on their their website. And um, that tool nice is one. really shaping up into something which I probably will put everywhere it just looks so fabulous yeah it'll solve a problem for me so it's something we, we I should just mention what it does just very quickly is that uh, on the surface the free plugin is a utility plugin to help you to do basic tasks daily tasks in wordpress quickly without having to keep going to the back end to your admin side but it's it's soon to be connected up to assistant pro which is not all premium, uh, you'll be able to save your assets. So save your templates and your page designs and stuff up to the cloud and reuse them. It's just the only, if you don't want that to be public, then you need to pay for it. But that's to come, isn't it? Yep. They've just got a free ad out of us. <laughs> How very dare they? No, it's good. <laughs> you know, good good plugins need good good support so yeah. happy to happy to mention it so that's the that's the less known but pretty essential stuff yeah everything else yeah. can be discounted it we've said it all <laughs> now <laughs> we are They're the only ones I mean, worth mentioning no in the, one thing you know i didn't mention in the problems with plugins i'm surprised about it because i i haven't li read out my list of add-on plugins that go with other services which are added to wordpress and I, i'll save you from that but it does that is one of the issues there, isn't it? When a lot of people do that. So you know, Mailgun has one, and I think that fell. It didn't get updated. When these companies are not in the WordPress ecosystem and they produce plugins for their services, GoDaddy have done this. They've let plugins kind of rot away because they forget about it. It's not part of their main business. I think that's one of my concerns with plugins as well. You think, oh, I shall go for the plugin that is made as an add-on service for WordPress by those people. But in my experience, it always, there always seems to be the plugins that are the most problematic. They forget about them. Mm, yeah, good point. And of course, it, you know, just because something's premium doesn't mean it's going to be updated as often as you would wish it was updated. It just means that whenever it comes, you're going to get it. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's like, I mean, it's, they add this in because you know, obviously if you run something like Mailgun, you, you want to make sure that you're serving the WordPress, so you build your own plugin for that. But they let theirs fall apart. I mean, it's fine now, but uh, but I see that happening a lot, you know, with those kind of services, mm. um, yeah, unless they're directly making money from WordPress. Anyway, that's just what I've spotted. Maybe others have different experiences. Yeah, I think... I think we've. Yeah. Do you think we've covered plugins? I mean, there was a lot more to say. We could have talked yeah, for another was. hour or so, but we are. We're almost at an hour. Oh Christ! I know. Fifty-four. Sorry. Yes, Fifty-five <laughs> minutes is how far we've got so far. So, unless unless just scrolling through the show notes, I can think of anything that we didn't cover. I think we've probably no. said everything we want we to say. We did. We didn't yeah. cover it all, but we had a nice chat. Go and uh, go and install loads of plugins. And uh, and tell us which ones are the best. Actually, that's a good point. If you are, if you have managed to get to this far in the podcast, firstly, you deserve a medal. Secondly, <laughs> please write a little comment somewhere and let us know what the uh, what yeah. the plugins you're using are, where we've gone wrong, what we said that was stupid, and maybe, maybe, just maybe, what we said that was sensible. 
And uh, <laughs> what are we doing next time then? Because that was that was P. What comes next? Yeah, yeah it, uh, Q. It's Q for for quibble. Quibble. <laughs> quibble. You, you just like the word. word. I do. I love the word. Now we're going to have a light-hearted look at the kind of debates around, in and around WordPress over the years. That's our idea. It so will be based. That really will be a long episode. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they come up every yeah. single week. So, okay, that'll be in a couple of weeks' time. Um, yeah. For now, thanks for chatting about plugins with me, David. That was nice. Well, I hope that you enjoyed that episode. Always fun to chat with David Wormsley. Honestly, that conversation could have gone on for twice as long. There is so much to say about WordPress and its plugin architecture. It's the thing which makes it amazing. And I'm sure you've already discovered the wonderful things that it makes it possible for each and every one of us to do when we install new plugins. If you've got anything to say about that, Find us on our Facebook group. Find us on the website. Search for episode number 240 and give us a comment. What did we miss? What did we say wrong? And so on. The WP Builds podcast was brought to you today by AB Split Test. Do you want to set up your AB Split Test in record time? The new AB Split Test plugin for WordPress will have you up and running in a couple of minutes. Use your existing pages and you can test anything against anything else. Buttons, images, headers, rows, anything. And the best part is that it works with Elementor, Beaver Builder and the WordPress block editor. So check it out. Get a free demo at absplittest.com. Okie doke. We will be back next week because it'll be a podcast episode. Only this time it will be an interview episode because we rotate them one week discussion with David and then another week an interview. So we'll be on an interview next week. Also, don't forget this week in WordPress, 2 p.m. UK time at wpbuilds.com forward slash live. If you want to watch us chatting about the WordPress news with some notable WordPress guests and also we'll be putting that content out on a Tuesday, and if you subscribe at wpbuilds.com forward slash subscribe, you will get all of that good stuff in your inbox. Okay, that's all I've got for this week. I hope that you enjoyed it. Stay safe. Have a good week. Bye-bye for now. <laughs>